Hello and welcome everyone to Mindful Manifesting, Get the Message radio show podcast. This is Monique Gallagher with the School of Self-Revolution. We're dedicated to teaching effective, practical, in-the-world transformational skills that help liberate you from internal or external mental blocks that limit our manifesting potential. We believe we're all born with a powerful mind that we are meant to use to direct our lives and attract and create what we desire. This mind is in two parts for simplicity. One part's our conscious and the other part is veiled from us. It's our unconscious mind. Now, these two are supposed to work together. The conscious mind being the leader, deciding what we want to experience and create and cause. The unconscious mind, the power. It's where our will lives. Our skills, our passions, our dreams reside there. All this untapped power is there for your use. So when our wiring is working correctly, harmoniously, the conscious and unconscious minds are working together, we manifest our desires, the ones we really want, not the things we don't want. And we actually manifest them into living reality. And we get the appropriate guidance to get the, take the right action to make it happen, our passions, our purpose. Well, that's a, how it's supposed to work anyway. But eventually, life gets in the way. We get experiences that we get from parents, teachers, outside forces, and they impose their values on us their beliefs, their rules, and sometimes even what they want us to do. Even though their intentions may be sincere, they may want to protect us from harm or perceived failure, but, you know, a lot of those unwelcome influences have the opposite effect. They suppress and control and manipulate us through fear. And really, it kind of short-circuits our natural wiring, and it starts to go... Awry, awry. <laughs> and we're trained to doubt our intuition, our perceptions of reality and truth to fit in and be good. And sadly, when our conscious mind gets convinced it has no control, that it isn't in charge, and the environment and other people have more influence, well, it kind of gives up. And we go along to get along. And in a sense, we surrender yeah. our right, our causative power to make changes in our life, and we just go along. So at the School of Self-Revolution, we empower and educate you on how to disconnect from these disempowering beliefs that got in and restore your inner power and authority using the guidance of your higher wisdom, your true self. These weekly radio shows or podcasts are on Wednesdays, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, to 11.30, and they're designed to give you a little taste of some of the curriculum we offer through our transformational programs at the school. Okay, while we're waiting for others, please grab a pen or pencil and a piece of paper, and you might want to take some notes that strike a chord with you today, because what I notice is that anything that stands out to you, or to me for that matter, even if I'm watching a movie or I'm listening to someone's um, training or podcast, if it's significant for me to pay attention to, it's going to sound Either I'm going to get confused when I'm listening to it, or it's going to be, wow, that's profound. I want you to write those notes down, because you're going to reflect upon those over the week, and it will continue to bring into you greater and greater awareness of your manifesting power. So take notes, and we'll get started.
All right. So today's training is on how to melt fear, allowing the natural force of anger to melt fear allows you to channel this positive manifesting force, this not having it, into positive, powerful changes in your life. We've been trained to suppress, ignore, and otherwise disallow our anger to have its expression. And in the radio show number 10, we talked a lot about that. So if you haven't listened to that one, it's a good one to listen to. Now, when we suppress this expression, we disconnect ourselves from that manifesting power to stay on track with our purpose and sometimes to actually even know what that is. When we accept the belief that anger is bad or anger is wrong, we send the message to this powerful manifesting force, I don't need your help, stop talking to me, and we block it. And to block and reject such a powerful message like anger, it takes a special kind of technology and not a good technology. What we're doing is we're negating its influence. We're negating its power. And we turn the heat of action, that passion of anger, and it turns into immobilization. In a sense, we freeze it. We freeze our manifesting power of anger and it creates confusion, creates doubt, creates uncertainty. And all those feelings, well, if you think about it, they're really just kind of a form of fear. Confusion is a clear sign that anger is being suppressed. And instead of it empowering us into action, we turn it into fearful beliefs. And those fearful beliefs will then continue to live on way past that moment when we might have been in fear. You might have heard the expression, a deer caught in headlights. A deer caught in headlights. And it comes from this deer maybe is on the road and it's like just walking around and it sees these bright headlights of an oncoming car. And it becomes entranced with it. And it freezes and it's immobilized. So much so that its actual survival instinct to run out of the way of the car gets overridden. Did you know that you actually have that permission to override your instincts too? In good ways and not so good ways, especially if you're the one in the road, right? You have access to such raw commanding power that if you were to see it, you'd be awestruck. And I'm hoping these radio shows, you're listening to them weekly. If you're not joining in live, at least you're listening to the recording. And they're starting to infuse you and empower you and inspire you to recognize that manifesting power you have access to and accept it. And instead of like having fear of your power, rather trust it. Allow it to direct your life for good changes. So let's not be the deer. Let's get the message that anger is providing us and take the appropriate action at the time it needs to be taken before fear gets a hold of us and before fear gets activated. So get the message, take the action, get the message, take the action. That's really how we're supposed to be using our unconscious mind. Allow it to give us the to-dos and the hows because that's something our conscious mind is not so good at. It doesn't know how to manifest. It's a good receiver of information. It's a good decider of, hey, I want to get a new car. Hey, I want to move to a new town. Hey, I want to get a new job. It's a good decider. 
but it's not good at the how. Really important to be aware of that. It's not good at the how. So if you're trying to use your conscious mind to figure out how to get something done, well, you're losing access and losing um, the manifesting power that lives in your unconscious mind. It's the doer, right? So let's talk about a little bit more about fear now. Now, fear isn't always frozen anger. Sometimes, like I mentioned, you know, there, it's survival instinct, and that's saying, get out of danger, okay? And that fear gets triggered when we're in an extreme life or death situation. What I'm talking about in this show is mental fear. It's the kind of fear that blockers use. Blockers are self-defeating habit patterns. And these blockers stop us from successfully manifesting. Mental fear prevents change. Mental fear loves to control the outcome. It thinks it knows how to do it. And mental fear can actually freeze us from taking action because it can't figure out how to do it. And no way is it going to ask the unconscious mind, uh-uh. Because while it may want the new job, it doesn't like change. It talks us into accepting what we're doing. So mental fear blocks and freezes this life-changing force of anger. Because it knows if we stay with the anger, if we feel that passion to make changes in our life, if we stay with the manifesting force, we're going to make those changes. We're going to be successful. We're going to take action. And remember, mental fear does not like change. Blockers do not like change. So let's move on to how to thaw this mental fear in a way that doesn't cause overwhelm or it doesn't stimulate anxiety. We'll talk first about the reason why the fear became frozen in the first place or why the anger, this passionate force, became frozen. Well, it comes from experiences, our history, things that we attempted to do in the past that we weren't successful at. Or perhaps we were in a situation that was so uncomfortable that we didn't know how to figure a way out of it. We didn't know how to solve it. And we really didn't want to feel this frustration. And so we suppressed it. And we freeze this these feelings because kind of it's intense to feel anger. It's intense to feel fear. It's intense to feel confusion. Who wants to? So instead, we put in place a coping mechanism. And this coping mechanism says, well, this is how you should do it, and we'll just do this. So it's a small thing instead of a really big, life-changing thing. It's a, a coping mechanism to feel better. We can also call coping mechanisms blockers. If you've been studying at all how to work with the unconscious mind and you know about blockers, all they are are just different ways to handle difficulties. And sometimes they could be successful, but more often than they're not, they're not successful. But we still keep using them because, hey, they've worked in the past. They may work again. And, well, you know certain habits are helpful, certain habits aren't helpful. Now, when we are faced with a situation that we don't know a way to handle, okay, and maybe we come up with this coping mechanism and it's useful in this moment. Well, right now, today, we're not in emotional threat or danger. 
That was a long time ago. But the problem is that once we come up with a coping mechanism, once we have a habit that was effective in the past, maybe we felt failure and we got ourselves out of it or we experienced a loss or we felt rejected. And we don't want to ever have that happen again. So we come up with this good habit pattern to cope with that fear and it takes charge whenever we even gently touch an area of our life that could be uh, possibly, oh, let's see, an experience of rejection. So as an example, say somebody, I watched a, a good movie. It's a new one from 2015. Um, no, it's an old one. It's um, Must Love Dogs. Must Love Dogs. It's a good one. I often talk about movies because they can give us insights. So there's this um, woman who went through a really painful divorce. I guess her husband was having an affair and fell out of love with her, and she was frozen. She was immobilized. Now, she wasn't even aware she was in fear. She was actually saying, well, I don't want to date. I don't want to do anything. So her family lovingly decided to put uh, um, her on a dating site. And then she was being approached by different um, people who wanted to date, date her. Well, her fear was so great that she, when she found someone that was a possible fit, she, it triggered her to reject him. So what happens when these coping mechanisms come up or these fears come up, they can freeze us from taking positive forward-moving action like this um, this movie, it was Diane Lane, that was the actress, right. And she was triggered, this mental fear of, wait a minute, I had a marriage where I thought I was in love and I thought he loved me and oh my gosh, he divorced me. So as soon as she feels those feelings of love arising, attraction arising, she rejected the person. That's how blockers work. They cause you to reject often that what's, what is good for you. And so mental fear will also say, ah, it's good enough. Like Diane Lane says, it's good enough. I don't mind being single. This is fine. I like eating my dinner right in front of the kitchen you know, sink. And she was missing all the passion, the joy that could happen when being with a right relationship partner. So mental fear says it's good enough. Coping mechanisms keep them habitually going on so we don't rock the boat, we don't make the changes in our life. So when you're clear that a mental fear has been activated, well, what do you do? You don't really want to keep listening to that. You want to take right, confident action, right? You want to be certain you'll succeed. So here's a useful mental exercise to show you, to demonstrate how a habit can empower you and also how a habit can disempower you. So right now, if you're sitting, say you're in a room and you see a door, okay, maybe the door is open or it's closed, I'd like you to imagine yourself getting up from the chair if you're sitting and imagine yourself going over to the door and opening it. Or if it's already closed, you know, it's um, open, I'd like you to imagine you're closing it, okay? So imagine, don't do it right now, just imagine yourself getting up from your chair and opening the door or closing it. 
Now, I'd like you to rate your level of certainty. How successful would you to be, be to be able to do that? On a 1 to 10 scale, how certain will you be that you'll be successfully able to open or close that door? Probably, probably pretty certain, right? I imagine, I think it'd be close to a 10 that you'd be able to imagine yourself getting up from that chair, opening or closing that door. Good. Now I'd like you to imagine something you really want to happen. You really want to have something or you really want to experience something. Maybe it's to get a new job or find the love of your life and get married or maybe change a health situation. I'd like you to, you to see it in your mind right now in vivid detail. What would it look like? What would it feel like for you to have that experience? And I'm going to count 15 seconds. Stay with that image. Okay, good. 15 seconds doesn't sound like a long time, but when I'm counting it, it might. Now, if you didn't have a chance to get that image in mind, please listen to the replay of this and do it. It's a valuable exercise. really demonstrates a lot of things here. So if you were aware, did you notice other thoughts intruding, like, oh, my gosh, is this really 15 seconds? Or maybe you're feeling a bit hungry and you're thinking what you're going to eat for dinner or you're thinking you're your next thing on your to-do list today. Now, if you're honest, I suspect you weren't able to hold that image of you having that experience, that desired outcome, without any other intruding thoughts. What do you think happened? Why couldn't you hold it? for 15 seconds. What's the difference between you imagining yourself opening or closing the door and you holding the image of that desired outcome? Well, I'd guess that the level of certainty that you'd be successful and happy and be able to succeed at that outcome was less than a 10, right? You're certain you can open the door or close the door, but achieving that desirable outcome I bet the certainty was not a 10 if you couldn't hold her for 15 seconds. You had doubts probably coming in. Whether you were aware of them or not, the doubt could cause you to think about what you're eating for lunch today or dinner. The doubt could say it's not really possible except where you are. Now, if you have limits that prevent you from perceiving what's possible for you, if you've got coping mechanism or blockers, we all do, right? and a part of you says just to accept where you are, that, my friends, is a form of fear. Doubt is a form of fear. Fear that says you won't get what you want. And that kind of fear lives in uncertainty, and it grows. So how do we manage this mental fear? How do we elevate our certainty? Just like I said, imagine yourself getting out of the chair, going over, opening the door, closing the door. That was a 10. You've done it how many times? It's an effective habit, isn't it? Stand up, you turn the handle, you open the door, pulling it towards you. That's what we aim to do with the School of Self-Revolution, is teach you how to achieve your objectives and to maintain that level of certainty at a level of 10 so that 
those fear, doubts, and worries, if they come up, you know how to get rid of them. They don't control and direct your outcome today. You stay on track with that level of certainty that you will be successful at whatever it is, X, Y, Z, whatever experience or thing that you want to create in your life. So melting frozen anger, melting frozen anger, melting frozen anger, the passion that you'll have access to. And it's really what stands between you and what you want. Now, whether what you want is right for you, that's another subject. And if you haven't listened to radio show number six, Why Happiness is Essential to Achievement, you'll really like to listen to that one because that's going to help you condense into physical on paper what it is that would be right for you to work on. And especially if you're thinking about participating in the highest potential curriculum for living, it's a class that we teach twice a year. We're going to be starting one in April. It's really valuable to know what you're passionate about now and what would really bring you joy and fulfillment. So back to melting this frozen anger, getting, you know, melting this fear. Let's clear it out. Here's an effective method, and it's a way of getting in touch with your passion. Remember, anger can be a form of passion, and your passion is a prime manifesting force for you. And in radio show number six, which I just mentioned, we talked about becoming so in love with what you want that you think about your objective as a beloved outcome. Become so in love with that which you desire, that it becomes a bright light, like the sun shining in the sky, and it dispels the shadow of doubt, uncertainty, or fear. Dispelling fear, isn't that a great term? To dispel it. And it means to take away and get out of that state of mind, like waking the deer up. Hey, Dear, you're in the, uh, the way of this oncoming car. You're frozen. Get out of harm's way. Move to the lovely, you know, nature. Get out of it. So you might have actually seen a friend maybe who's so hooked with an outcome or obsessed with a project or a person, and the person seems kind of blinded to the negative effects. Maybe it's the job they're in they don't like. And they want something positive. But self-defeating habits keep them stuck, frozen, right, like a deer in headlights. And they're not doing things in real positive ways. Well, you see it because you're outside of it, right? You see it from the side. But like a deer frozen in headlights, they keep doing the same thing, hoping to get different results. You see it, but your friend's in it. It's the deer. And he can't see it. Have you ever had that experience? What do you think's going on? you can see that your friend is like doing the same thing so they're not very successful. And you may actually have some great guidance on how your friend could move forward on getting that new job or finding the love of their life and getting married. But the blinders of this frozen fear keep this person focused on the headlights and not the safe path towards what they really want. So if you have a dream of achieving something meaningful and you're taking action on it, that's wonderful. Now, when the old limiting beliefs that get triggered from history, from experience, to stay on track, you need a way to move through those beliefs that trigger the fear. 
having an effective way to dispel the fear is going to keep you in forward momentum towards your deeply desired outcome. And just as certain as you were about opening that door, you're going to be that certain that you will be able to manifest into physical reality that which you want, that which you desire, that deep, um, passionate objective that you have. So at the school, we teach a system that gives you tools on how to stay focused on your objective and how to melt the fears, dispel those fears. So when any doubt comes up, you get it out of the way. And so you're staying in very positive action. And literally, we're talking about teaching you how to get in touch with your manifesting force and melting any of these things that just come up that talk you out of staying in this forward momentum. So a first essential step is to know what you want. And in show number 12, I'm going to be going into that in a lot more detail. So next week, how to bring what you deeply desire into physical reality. But let's talk a little bit more now since we're talking about fear and about how some blocker clearing methods are effective in dispelling fear and getting you into action. There's actually seven different methods we teach in the school to clear blockers, dispel fear, uncertainty, or doubt. And right now I'm going to talk about three of them. So the first one, and I actually kind of like the term dispelling. So dispelling method number one, uncertainty, and how to solve the problem of uncertainty. Well, this is a process that takes about five to 30 minutes You have a problem that you want to solve, and you write it down. So how do I approach my boss for a new raise? Okay. And what you do is by working with your unconscious mind, you ask it in a way that understands what you want, and it gives you three solutions that are a 10 in desirability and completeness to your conscious mind so you feel comfortable doing it. You actually feel comfortable speaking to your boss in that way. And you also have access to the manifesting force of your unconscious mind because it came up with it. So it knows you could do it. And once you see a solution and you take action on it in that day, you naturally move confidently forward on it. And what's fascinating is once you get one of these um, solutions, you'll notice yourself not having fear. You'll be speaking exactly in in a confident, certain way, and the outcome is usually quite successful. So that's dispelling method number one. Dispelling method number two is changing a habit. Sometimes we've got great habits, the kind of habit that allows us to work a computer, work our cell phone, drive a car. Those are great habits. Make a cup of coffee, And then we have habits that are fear-based. Those are the ones that say, well, it happened in the past. It might happen again. I might get rejected again, like the movie I was mentioning, uh, Must Love Dogs. Now, those habits are self-defeating. You can also change a habit that something like public speaking, you have a fear of public speaking, you can turn it into a success-based habit that can make a huge difference in the quality of your life. There's, um, I was one of my nicknames as a child, and it, it, you're not going to believe it when you hear it because it sounds like I've got a confident expression and I'm good at public speaking. And 
I am now. I wasn't before I started learning the processes that I teach in the School of Self-Revolution. Not at all. My nickname was Miki, M-E-E-K-I-E. And truly, I would shake from like this fear, even to ask my mother if I wanted to go to the movies. I was so timid, so meek. These processes that I teach in the school transformed that timid, meek part of me into a confident, certain of her message and expression. If you were to tell me 10 years ago that I would be doing this, I would say, no, I, I, there's no way. I can't speak in public. Uh-uh. So changing habits, that's just spelling method number two. No matter what habit you think you are have to live with the rest of your life, I promise you it can change. If I could change from being meeky to be able to confidently and comfortably communicate with these radio shows and I do live events, well, you can change anything, anything. So let's talk about dispelling method, dispelling method number three, transforming a deeply held belief that's been frozen in time and it's invisible to you. You don't even know it's there, but you're suffering from it. These are things like, I'm not lovable, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, uh, whatever I do, I'll fail at, it's not worth trying. These are called cell-level memories. Now, this process is so amazing because it infuses you with the warming force of love, passion, acceptance, self-forgiveness, which melts the negative limiting belief structure so you can pursue your objectives and be who you truly are and have access to all the skills and abilities that you have in your unconscious mind. Now, there are many more tools, but we don't have time to go into it today because we're going to be wrapping up. I just noticed we're at our half-hour point. But the good news is that next month we're going to be starting our most comprehensive program, the Highest Potential Curriculum for Living, and where you learn how to set and achieve a very desirable objective, even if you think it's impossible for you today. And you learn how to permanently melt fears, doubts, or worries that may have stopped you in the past. You can find out more information about the program on the website, schoolofselfrevolution.com. So teaching people how to change their life situation to be easier, more effective, and permanently successful is what I do best. So if you're interested in the program, please take a look at the website. We're going to be teaching the next one on Saturdays, 9.30 a.m. Pacific, which enables people in Europe to be able to join more um, comfortably at a time that works for you. And you're going to be able to learn how to use that manifesting power, whether it's that passion of anger, of not having it, as a spark to make positive changes in your life. And tap into that self-esteem and confidence and certainty that's really you. The fears aren't you. That's just brainwashing that we absorbed along the way. The you of you is confident, certain, powerful, loving, and so optimistic and full of joy. That's the you of you. Everything else is blockers. Don't pay attention to them. So before we say goodbye, are there any questions, comments, or insights you'd like to share? You can type them in the chat bar there, or you can unmute your line. And before we sign off, 
remember you don't have to settle for what's going on in your life at this moment, especially if it's something you don't want. Move into your passion. You're now getting access to tools that can help you accomplish precisely what you want to experience. And you've started the process. You're listening to this right now. You start the process of reclaiming your inner power, your passion, your purpose, and peacefulness. Continue to listen to the shows. Join me live if you'd like. I look forward to connecting with you all next Wednesday. Enjoy the rest of your day. Until we speak again, be well. Bye for now.